Welcome to the next episode of Humans of SDU. Today we'll be talking to Lucy. She is in fact our first Slovak guest, so we could do the whole episode in Slovak and Czech and nobody would understand. <laughs> I hope you would mind. Because what we're talking about is really, really interesting. We're gonna talk about all things Korean, about makeup, and we're gonna gossip about Slovakia a little bit. So, enjoy! Welcome, Lucy. Thank you for coming to our podcast. Thank you today. for having me. <laughs> uh, and this reminds me, uh, I don't think anybody else will notice, but me and Lucy were from the same country, from Slovakia. Yes. But I I still call, call you Lucy, and it's not a very Slovak name. So why do you actually prefer this an English nickname? Oh. So how would you say it in Slovak? Lucia. Lucia. Yeah. yeah. That's true, actually. Uh, I uh, did deliberately change it even in my Facebook profile <coughs> to Lucy. And uh, ever since then, I actually noticed that a lot of my Slovak friends also started calling me Lucy. But uh, the reason uh, <laughs> I got kind of tired of uh, Danish people trying to p- pronounce <laughs> Lucia. <laughs> How did they pronounce it? How did it sound? Uh, Lucia. Uh <laughs> <laughs> and something like that. And I was like, oh, come on. Like <laughs> So I wanted to kind of internationalize it, you know, a bit. So that's why. And does it kind of fit since you've been here for, what, five years, right? now? Yes, that's right. It's how, how does it feel? Well, we've only been here for a couple. And yeah. We so we cannot, really tr- we cannot really compare. So how does it feel to be here for such a long part of your life, actually? Yeah. Uh, I actually started, like, having all these kind of uh, retrospective thoughts lately. And I've been uh, kind of... Um, thinking and uh, comparing myself from five years ago and how this whole journey in Denmark impacted me. Um, and I got to say, it, uh, it was just recently that I, um, when I be- went back to Slovakia and uh, I started kind of, again, thinking and uh, seeing how my family is doing, how my friends are doing, I just started uh, really having this feeling that I don't really belong to Slovakia and to that kind of uh, mindset anymore, the Slovak mindset. But I uh, also, on the other hand, still don't feel like I'm home yet in Denmark. So I'm in some kind of like a, you know, like a <laughs> mid stage or, or, or <laughs> like floating in <laughs> some kind of a mid sphere. But uh, I can say that a lot of my perceptions have changed. And I mean, um, most of the most of the time that I've been here, I've been just studying. So I, I might sound pretentious, but I developed intellectually a lot, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's it's definitely different. Yeah, like when I uh, just uh, think about what my friends are dealing with on a daily basis in Slovakia and what I'm dealing with here, I think it's completely t- like two different worlds now. Okay, what do you mean? It's just, you know, just the daily tasks, like, uh, I, I don't want to, like, <laughs> badmouth uh, Slovak people or, like, you know, say anything bad. But, uh, That's okay, Mishka will hold back for But a while. Uh, we're, we're really, really negative, I think, in general. I know, like, I understand life. Life in uh, Slovakia is hard. I would say, because uh, we know that we have to work really hard if you want to like earn something, if you want to get somewhere, you you really got to like uh, pull through and um, and uh, 
So, and a lot of people are in in other people's business. I would say a lot of people care about what the other is, you know, like doing and da da da. And like, I know my friends also like to gossip a lot. And <laughs> so it's just like every time I come back, there is just so much negativity and so much, you know, like tension. And and everyone is on each other's backs. And it's like I don't know. I just feel that I'm somehow above that now. Like I have other stuff that I think about. Hmm. If if that makes any sense, or maybe I'm just really sounding super pretentious, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know, guys, <laughs> no, this but is so like <laughs> below me now. <laughs> this is what Denmark does to you. There's your pretentious. <laughs> well, but yeah, I mean, you kind of get used to a, a different uh, standard of living. I mean, you must feel it on on yourselves pr- probably as well, you know, and then. Uh, for me, I got outraged as well that, for example, the shopping assistant or the cashier didn't uh, wish me a good day or that she didn't smile at me. I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, here you have buses wishing you a good day or a good weekend. And then, like everyone, even a stranger on the street smiles at you, you know, and this was so weird to me when I first came here. Uh, it was really like actually creeping me out a bit that really you're just like walking down the street and there's just like a random person and they just give you a smile. And it and it's just these little differences that then just make up like this whole picture. And uh, I just f- really feel like there's just so much that is weighing down like all those people that, that I at least know in Slovakia, you know, so. But it's not that bad. I mean, life in Slovakia <laughs> is not that bad. <laughs> we are also happy, but uh, yeah, we like to bitch, bitch about stuff a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's actually true. I can relate to that, even though I'm not from Slovakia, but I yeah. don't think Czech reality is that much different from that. Because I remember when I was going home last time, I was going by train and I fell asleep and I was sleeping the whole time. And suddenly I was woken up by like people like complaining, like, oh, my <laughs> God, this train was late 10 minutes. I hate Czech trains. And everything started like, okay, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yep, there is something about that. <laughs> Well, every time <laughs> someone starts complaining about trains, then I'm like, I'm just like, um, have you ever had a train catch on fire? <laughs> you <laughs> Try have. that. You have had yeah, that. that that's a thing uh, happening in Slovakia. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been happening uh, over a year and a half. Okay. So, uh, you know, it just adds the spice into you know travels, <laughs> your daily travels. That's the only thing that hasn't happened to me. I mean, <laughs> I've, ha- I've had jumpers. I've had the train freezing over. <laughs> But not catching fire. <laughs> yeah, DSB, try Please that. <laughs> okay, well. <laughs> what <laughs> prevents you from feeling home in Denmark then? You seem to like it here. Oh, yeah. I definitely love the country. I, I mean, it has given me so many opportunities that I wouldn't be able to experience otherwise and anywhere else. Um, it's just a feeling of, um, you know, I mean... Ah, I don't want to get into that debate again, but there's always this somehow some some type of othering here in Denmark that it's always the Danish people and then the others, you know, the internationals, the the immigrants, da 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 da. da. So in that way, uh, definitely, you know, the language barrier or you know my different background is just something that I can feel it like it stops me from immersing myself completely in the culture and 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 um, basically in the life here. But it, uh, it's not in a bad way. I I, I think like you can get accustomed to it, and uh, it's not uh, it's not a, like a form of complaint that I'm saying this. But uh, 
it just doesn't feel like okay, like I can really say that with, with my full heart, you know, and full confidence that, yeah, this is my home. Mm. But on the other hand, it's also good because uh, I don't want to get anchored down to a specific place yet because I, I still like to think that I'm young and <laughs> full, full of poss- life is full of possibilities still, even uh, if we're going through a pandemic right now, but uh, I'm still uh, being po- uh, positive about this. So uh, I really... Maybe in in a year in a year or two, I'll just pick myself up and I'll I don't know move to the other side of the world, and I, I wouldn't have anything against that. So that's why it's also that kind of a feeling. I don't really want to fall too much in love with this place, you know, hmm. because what if I want to like go away one day? Do you have any particular country in mind? I had the same question. Yeah. <laughs> one, yeah. one scroll <laughs> through your Instagram feed will tell you, tell us that you've been to a lot of places. Oh yeah, I do. I do uh, enjoy traveling. Although I still think that I haven't covered that many places in the world. But yes, my uh, biggest or like uh, best trip of my life, I can say, was uh, to South Korea uh, last year. Uh, so in general, yeah, I'm uh, kind of interested in like these East Asian cultures, and, and uh, uh, so it was definitely like the highlight of my traveling experience so far. So why South Korea? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, uh, okay, well, <laughs> I always introduce myself uh, to other people and then I'm also like, ah, oh, yeah, and then I like, uh, you know, K-pop. And, <laughs> and uh, then the prejudice comes. <laughs> so I'm fighting the prejudice. Well, um, yes, it started with uh, the Korean music. Uh, I was introduced to it by my friend uh, way back in 2011, actually uh in high school and she was really into that and then she just showed me a few videos and i was like oh my god this is so cool you know like uh their level of like of skills and dancing and the production and, and everything was just like it just caught me so off guard and i was just instantly in love and uh ever since then i mean of course I, i've been ke- keeping up with different artists you know and, and just uh of course, uh, like looked into the culture uh, of the country. But for me, uh, it has become more of like a also general interest. I'm not only like, you know, like this uh, uh, um, shallow consumer of this, of the uh, export of Korean entertainment, like in form of K-pop and K-dramas and uh, I don't know, like cosmetics and stuff. But I do definitely also enjoy um, just reading and learning about the society and the, uh, the norms, uh, the history of the country. Uh, in Because in a lot of ways, for me, South Korea is uh, also like a, the story of like an underdog or uh, they've been through as a country so, like through so much. Um, they um, basically are now, some might know that they are like one of the Asian tigers of like one of the leading economies of Asia and they build up your, their economy in the span of like a few years. It really like blew up in the last 20 years, 30 years. And uh, so like it's definitely inspiring for uh, like through how much the the country went through and uh, they are one of the leading countries and uh, how resilient the society is. Uh, but uh, then on the other hand, I also like to look at like uh, just the different aspects of what what goes wrong in the country since they are like one of the most, uh, I mean, how would you call it? Like technologically developed. They are uh, 
then uh, it's it's uh, definitely interesting to look at what, what like the the impact of uh, modernity, what what, uh, what the impact of modernity uh, on the country is, and uh, I, I'm really glad that I got to experience like uh, some of it also during my trip um, to, to to South Korea last year. How close did you get to North Korea? <laughs> <laughs> There is actually, <laughs> uh, it's a, sorry, like it's not a direct answer to your question, but I, I also thought about it a lot. Uh, last year, when I uh, announced this to my mom, that mom, I'm going to South Korea, her first reaction was, uh, it, no, I said Korea, sorry, I said Korea. So she was like, oh, it's, it's not North Korea, right? And I was <laughs> like, um, no, <laughs> I would prefer not get myself killed. <laughs> so uh, there's actually, very very little information available or like a lot of people in the western world if we can like say it like that um they don't really know about like the eastern part that much you know and then uh, very very little like uh, is known about south korea or japan and uh, besides maybe their entertainment and besides what they export to the world uh in forms of technology so uh i was just like thinking about is that yeah, like it, I, I kind of find it weird b because I've been uh, kind of into the culture and into the country for so long that uh, when someone just comes with that question, oh, is it North Korea that you're going to? It's, it's a bit, bit weird, you know, it's like, no, those are two detrimentally different countries. <laughs> they just share the same peninsula, but <laughs> it's OK. Uh, I didn't actually um, get to the DMZ zone, the, 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 okay, yeah, that's the border. No, but like. I know they actually made, I mean, of course, they made a tourist attraction out of it. So there there's actually trips that you can book and you can go to that military zone. Why? Uh, Why would you do that? Because uh, people are curious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a completely different dimension over there in North Korea. So they just want to like have a peek, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's not what attracts you there. That's no, definitely no. not. Okay, you're mm. staying in the south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I was only able to spend those six weeks in Seoul. But definitely, once I return, which hopefully will be last next year, next year uh, after this pandemic is over, hopefully, <laughs> uh, I'll I'll try and travel around the country, not not only in Seoul, because I I mean Seoul is awesome. It's like it's amazing, and I still haven't seen even like twenty percent of it, even after those six weeks. But there's just so much more to the country than you know Seoul. So it's like saying you know the USA is only I don't know. LA or, or New York, you know, it, there's so much more to see. Uh, <laughs> are you okay? Yes, I want to sneeze. <laughs> Talking about the pandemic. Mm -hmm. yes. It's okay, I didn't. It's it's over. <laughs> I'm sorry to disturb you by, by weird no, expression. Okay. So yeah, so South Korea, yes, no, North Korea, no. <laughs> yeah, but it seems like you actually looked at the country from the researcher point of view because I know you've studied anthropology right yes that's right uh, I finished my bachelor in uh, market management anthropology and now I'm studying my master in cultural sociology so uh, yeah I've been definitely uh, caught into the webs of uh, social science and <laughs> I'm uh, yeah I'm, I'm actually also enjoying uh, reading papers it sounds oh. weird reading articles on uh, on the South Korea and then uh, this like the sociological phenomena and uh, 
uh, stuff like that, yeah. I would like to get back to the music because that fascinates me. Okay. Uh, there was also, it is very unusual and I don't know. I had a, actually a neighbor who listened to that, but she was very weird, <laughs> which you don't seem to be. So <laughs> well. it will not be the, I don't think it's the music. <laughs> it, exactly. So I just found out that music is not the reason for that. So no, I'm sorry. That was a joke. But so what is the, what is the music about? How does it work, or what's different about it from other genres? Mm. Well, uh, there's a lot of misconceptions about uh, uh, South Korea in general, and then when it comes to K-pop as well. I mean, everyone is very familiar with uh, Gangnam Style, I think, right? Mm -hmm. That was that blew up uh, all those years ago. So But, is that a K-pop? Uh, that that was a parody-like song. Okay. <laughs> Uh, actually talking about Gangnam, which is a uh, part of Seoul where uh, all the rich people, you know, try to uh, <laughs> locate themselves. And uh, so uh, that is actually definitely not like the, the, the good good description of what K-pop is. And actually, for me, it's really weird or like really unnatural to say K-pop because uh, Koreans themselves, they, they don't call it K-pop. You know, like it's just something that the West, they we had to label what, what was coming out of that country, you know, because mm -hmm. it was so weird, so different. It was like, okay, <laughs> you so know, quick, us. quick, let's just uh, put it in a box because <laughs> and everything that comes out of Korea now is K-pop. But uh, there's so many different genres, so many different artists. Um, Uh, and uh, of course, the general misconception is that everything is uh, manufactured, everything is polished, everything is squeaky clean. They are trained from like from uh, morning till evening, 24/7, uh, to be a certain way that the companies or the agencies that train them or they, that assign them uh, under their contracts want them to be. And are you talking about the singers or uh, the musicians? Uh, yeah, well, in general, like the misconception, what, what, but it's usually in general. Uh, it's usually um, the the groups, yeah, yeah, okay. that you see like dancing around in all yeah. those music videos and stuff. Um, well, there's definitely certain standards that still uh, are kept in, in uh, the, the industry where, yes, the idols that the, those artists actually are called idols. Uh, those idols have to uh, uh, keep and uh, uh, abide to, so of course they have to look nice. Da -da 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 -da. But um, uh, it's been, yeah, I, uh, there's been a lot of changes, or how to say, <laughs> it's a lot more uh, than that, I would say. Uh, nowadays, there's uh, many more groups or artists who are really trying to show their, you know, like just the natural side and, and uh, not like fit into that old classic K-pop formula, which was maybe, yeah, real 15 years ago. And still, uh, most people still know it or still think of K-pop in those terms. But I think it's so much more, so much more different now. And how yeah. are you with Korean, the language? Yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong, but most of the, the, the expert that gets into the Western culture is in Korean, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, uh, they of course started using a lot of like catchphrases and a lot of like lines in in uh, English just to make it you know more global. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, in general, yeah, like uh, all the songs are in Korean, and uh, my Korean up until this point has been like just zero. I mean, I just know a few lines here and there, but just recently I, I finally started <laughs> studying Korean. 
So uh, I mean, it's it's of course a long process, but uh, yeah, uh, I think you know there's translations, there's like fandoms or, or groups of people that support these uh, artists that you know, just distribute the translations for free and uh, they're accessible all over the internet. So if you're really interested and if you like put put off your, you know, like um, those misconceptions or like the prejudice that you might have, I think it's uh, everyone can find something to relate to, you know, in the, in the, in the lyrics of the songs. Of course, there's also like, you know, just these songs that are like, ah, I'm in love, uh, I hate this guy, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but there's also, you know, uh, <laughs> a lot deeper lyrics than that that you yeah, can find. Well, but when you when we were starting this topic about South Korea, you said you like music and cosmetics from there. But like, how does cosmetics goes? Like, how is it connected? Uh, I mean, there's a whole uh, wave of Korean, uh, you know, beauty nowadays. Uh, and since I'm into <laughs> makeup, uh, then uh, of course uh, I I couldn't uh, miss miss this or, or like there's a lot of you know about like the twelve step Korean routine or I don't know how many oh, yeah. steps. Twelve step. Okay, uh, what is that? <laughs> uh, it's they are super crazy. But I mean, I was there and uh, I I was getting my tattoo done and I, I, I was a bit of a creep, but I was staring at my tattoo artist and her skin. Oh my god, like poreless. <laughs> I was like, girl, how? Twelve steps work, apparently. <laughs> so what yes. are those twelve so, steps? <laughs> yeah, I, I sorry, I cannot tell you like uh, step by step, but I know the they they work. are they are super crazy about face masks. They use face masks every day. You know, like it's like a part of their nighttime routine. Uh, then you know, uh, I mean, it's there. They have serums. They have lotions. They have uh, all this kind of like. Usually the step is, I don't know, this might be a really girly talk, but usually the step is wash, tone, moisturize, right? But they have uh, wash, tone, uh, apply one serum, apply second, apply <laughs> third, <laughs> then moisturize, and then uh, even something on top of that, you know? So yeah, it, it, they have a whole, a whole uh, I, I guess, uh, what would you say, cult culture about it as well. They do really... Um, care about uh, the looks a lot like there's certain korean beauty standards that a lot of people like, are like uh, trying to meet in uh, in uh, in the country uh they definitely do care about uh how they look uh, and uh, what they wear if you're like going around in seoul almost all of them it's very rarely that you see someone not dressed up like in a nice fashionable way mm. there there's a whole culture about like uh, they have a lot of like you know these fashion vloggers and and but like really a lot lot of lot of them that like show and give tips to women how to dress up what what's new what's fashionable and but the same also goes for men and there's also uh, uh makeup available for men and it's definitely not something that is taboo or like in in uh, in our countries right where we just say oh my god like that he is wearing makeup you know it's something weird for us but there it's just completely normal like you have you walk into a cosmetic store and then you have stands with um, men makeup as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no, no one bats an eye. And uh, for me, I think it's actually something very, uh, I, I mean, 
uh, interesting and also like uh, commendable because why why should only you know women try? Why should why, why is the burden on us only you know to dress up to look nice to to put on that extra you know step of uh, like uh, putting on makeup and stuff? So of course men should try as well and the men should should care and like you know <laughs> the hygiene shouldn't just stop at you know I don't know like the basic step of just getting yourself clean mm -hmm. but I think it, I, so I, I mean in a lot of ways um, when you go there uh, you may you might kind of get different perceptions of a lot of the stuff that is yeah is viewed, you viewed differently in in our countries or in the West if I can just mm. <laughs> call call ourselves that way you said a burden but I suppose you enjoy it you enjoy playing with makeup and Oh yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Most people that know so me. So not such a burden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most people that know me, they uh, yeah, they can uh, definitely remember me by uh, always wearing some some cool eyeshadow. It's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Mishka approves. Great. Yes, you guys are gonna see, see the <laughs> you guys are gonna see on the picture. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, then we have to. Uh, search for a picture from uh, <laughs> archives because <laughs> I'm <laughs> but yeah if you come to uh, fire and stone <laughs> you can maybe meet me sometimes <laughs> I come come in uh, with full makeup on yeah I do enjoy it yeah it's like it's a part of my routine you know it's like uh, picking your outfit you you just uh, kind of decide on what what you would like to wear some people might not but I definitely always try to wear something that I have a mood for, you know, I'm in the mood for. So uh, it's the same for me with the eyeshadows, that it's like a part of my routine that it's the same way that I put on my clothes to, to wear the same way I put on some pretty eyeshadows and I play with the colors. So it's kind of like, you know, some kind of also like a, a therapy before the start of the day, you know, <laughs> getting into the Zen <laughs> and then, you know, <laughs> just, uh, going to the, the wild world prepared how and long peaceful. does this morning therapy take you yeah well it depends uh i mean uh, i think it comes with practice and with uh, good tools but nowadays it's it's a uh, it's around 40 45 minutes to yep. put on like mm -hmm. my, uh, like <laughs> the full face uh <laughs> the eyeliner is definitely the the biggest oh that's tricky <laughs> yes the biggest and the hardest step but it's all about like a good you know good uh, eyeliner that you have to find and use. I'm wondering more how long does your nighttime routine take? Do you take uh, example from the Korean 12 step? Yeah, routine? actually I have a lot of like I've I've been uh, uh, kind of replacing all my uh, drugstore pr products, uh, uh, cosmetic products with uh, Korean cosmetics. I've bought a lot of them when I was there, of course. And uh, I still like order some from time to time, and yeah, uh, it takes me you know, around yeah thirty forty minutes to get ready wow. for bed. <laughs> That's impressive. Mm -hmm. I'm a high maintenance person. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. You could compare to Martin in the evenings. I mean, that's the same time. <laughs> well. <laughs> Should we get to the last question? We should get to the last question. Please. Okay, so this is something we asked everybody. You know, be prepared. It's a deep question. <gasps> okay. What is your life hack? Something that, that gets you through life? 
Ah, oh, I, I actually heard this on the other podcast. So, so you uh-huh. came prepared. Yeah. You came prepared. Mm, actually, no. <laughs> 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 um, but actually, na- uh, nowadays or these days, I've been thinking a lot more about just taking everything easy because I've been just so stressed about life in general and so anxious about you know like the future how things will go because I I'm a control freak I need to have control over uh, yes <laughs> might what not be that? the same in the room and <laughs> 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 well, I might not be the uh, the only one in the room sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 so yeah I'm a control freak and uh I need to feel that I have uh, control over the outcomes, po- possible outcomes in the future. So uh, for me, it's been always, you know, a struggle to just let everything go and just like take a deep breath and uh, just take life as it comes and uh, not worry about, okay, what might happen if I don't do this and, th- and this and this. So my life hack right now is really trying to just take it easy. Uh, not stress too much and um, not uh, maybe uh, not be a bit like uh, less harsh on myself if I can say that because there's a lot a lot of talk about you know being productive all the time if you want to get somewhere you have to work hard for your dreams you know you always have to keep grinding keep grinding and it's not possible to be like that all the time I think and and, uh, it's a lot better to, you know, like set realistic goals, but at the same time accept, you know, the possibilities of all kinds of outcomes. And that's what I've been trying to do. So I've been hacking my life like this lately. (laughs) (laughs) That is nice and definitely useful. (laughs) Well, Lucy, thank you very much for joining us. The time ran super fast, but I think we should slowly end. So thank you. Thank Thank you for this opportunity. And, I hope I uh, didn't uh, say anything <laughs> too controversial. <laughs> Don't come for me, okay? <laughs> Don't, come for me. Don't come for me, Slovakia. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs>